0: Pastor Joe, thank you so much for opportunity to come and minister on such short notice. You got a good pastor here. Hallelujah. Yeah, you can give him a hand. I was just sitting here thinking, boys, a number of years ago, when I uh, was a part of this church and got up here to make an announcement that I was not returning to the field. And this this body was was very supportive. I I was a sick man, but Jesus is our healer. I couldn't see at that time what he had in store for us down the road. But I'm glad that He holds our future in His hands. I wouldn't want to give it to anybody else. Let me let me just start on the onset this morning. My wife Carol is not here with me, and it's not because we're fighting with one another. <laughs> okay. uh, we just got word that uh, Rachel, our oldest daughter, is expecting number three, and uh, we are grandparents. Katie is three and a half years old, and Clayton is two and a half years old, and they are driving mommy nuts, and mommy's not well. So (laughs) I said, "Honey, go down there, help her out for a little bit," and uh, she's going to be coming back, Lord willing, Friday. Uh, So please keep keep her in your prayers. She's doing well. Carol is well, Uh, and I thank the Lord. Uh, I am healthy again. But I must guard my day of rest. I must guard my day of rest. So, hallelujah. Let your pastor have a day of rest. The only only excuse I'll give you is if somebody dies, and and he can rearrange a few things, but let him have that day of rest. Hallelujah. Church, we are grateful for the opportunity to simply be your hands extended in the vineyard of Ecuador. And I, I see the Ecuadorian flag there. Praise the Lord. And about this time, they are just starting their morning worship service at Centro Cristiano de Machala, and uh, I would just like to take a moment to pray. Um, I have been receiving some fabulous reports that I'll share with you um, in just a few minutes, but I'd just like to pray for them in Spanish, if you'll permit me. So let's just bow our hearts in a word of prayer, okay? Aleluya. Padre celestial, queremos bendecir tu santo nombre por la oportunidad tenemos reunirnos aquí en este lugar. Gracias, Señor, por Centro Cristiano de Machala, que está a cabo de, de reunir allá en Machala. Padre, en el nombre de Cristo Jesús, derrama, por favor, de tu Espíritu Santo en este lugar, Aleluya. Y allí también, Señor, en Machala. Gracias que hay almas que necesita, Señor, salvación. Bendice, Señor, dirige, por favor, en el nombre de Cristo y vamos a darle toda la honra y la gloria en el nombre de Cristo Jesús. Amén. Y amén. Aleluya. Praise the Lord. Church, let me also thank you for your faithful monthly support. Um, we are laboring there in, in Ecuador with some California missionaries and some Florida missionaries. And I'll say this much, they're, they're going through some real difficult times with their support base. Um, I am grateful to the Lord that we, you know, occasionally you'll lose a church here and there, but our, our support from Pennsylvania has been has been solid. And, and this church in particular, uh, we appreciate your, your faithful monthly support. Hallelujah. God is doing some, some fabulous things. Um, back in 2000, we've, Carol and I have been there for four and a half years. Uh, when, when we went down there in 2005, we finally got into the country, and uh, we weren't there two weeks when I got a call from the district presbyter of the coast. Stating to me, he said, "Doug," he said, um, "we we we appreciate you coming back. It's good to be here. Uh, good to have you here." And he said, we, "We want you to consider something." He said, "Would you consider returning back to the church that you planted in Machala back in 1991?" He said, "They're going through some difficult times, and uh, we 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 just think you're the you're the guy for it." And uh, you know. Took me more than two minutes to pray. <laughs> but we just really felt like that was what the Lord had us to do. That was not why we wanted to go back, but uh, we just really felt like we needed a strong mother church in the southern regions there. Um, so we, we went down and uh, reassumed the pastorship of Centro Cristiano de Machala. Now, when we left them, we left about 200 people. Under a yellow and white tent. And uh, the yellow and white tent had disappeared. They were now in a, uh, in a building. And when I say a building, it was just the shell of a building. It was not finished at all. Um, it was kind of yucky. Uh, I'll tell you this much. There were more pigeons in that church than there were people. Um, we went back to about 70 people. So you can imagine how many pigeons were. <laughs> You'd be sitting there. You know, for service, and you'd get a friendly plop on your head, your shoulder. I, I this is just not going to work. This is just not going to attract people to the house of God. Um, so we we have been laboring for the past four and a half years to bring things up to snuff and just just touch the Lord with that. And I, I can honestly say there's no more pigeons in the church. <laughs> Thank the Lord. Um, Seventy people. Seventy people. I said, Jesus, you know, I, I you, you're, you're going to have to do work here. And the Lord began to move. The Lord began to minister, even with my limited Spanish, um, which I'm I marvel at sometimes. I don't I don't know how these people sometimes understand what I'm. I still wrestle with the language terribly, but um, God is gracious. And as we began. To minister, slowly the church began to grow, slowly things began to take shape. The last Sunday that we were there was the 24th of May. um, I baptized 20 people. Uh, Ten of the 20 that I baptized were from our youth group of 10 to 14 year olds called Version Original, original version. I have a young man who is helping me lead that group. His name is Johnny Hara. Um, He's got some prophetic gifting, and he is on our list to eventually become one of our pastors. He's about 20 years old, um, but he is just a dynamo for God. He's in charge of that youth group. And 10 of of them were were 10 to 14 years old. They want to follow Jesus. Um, And we, we were just excited about that. That last Sunday, we had a record attendance, which was 354. And we, once again, we just, we just thank the Lord for that. Hallelujah. I have to maintain constant contact with them, being we are the senior pastor there. Um, so every, every week I call. Um, she's actually our treasurer. Her name is Susie Vera and uh, she's doing a fabulous job, but Susie keeps me up to date on what's going on, and she said, Pastor, she said on on Father's Day, we we broke the records again. Um, She said we had 374, um, and just this past Sunday, uh, as I called, there was about 344 in attendance. So we we thank the Lord for that. She said there's new people coming in, there's new people being saved. So Um, I I can honestly say that there's not a Sunday pastor that goes by when we don't see people come forward for salvation. And it doesn't matter what I preach. I'll preach on tithing. And five or six will come. We 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 want to receive Jesus. So you can't go. We just really sense that there is a sovereign move of God's spirit. It was not like that when we were there in the early 90s. God is sovereignly moving by His Spirit in their hearts and in their lives, and he is, is, He's doing a, a fabulous work. And we just, give him, we just give Him the glory. But you folks are a part of that. Um, although you may not actively go down there and participate, I'd love to have you come down, Patrick. If you guys want to bring a group down, I'd love to have you. I'd love to, to uh, plug you in down there. But we are your hands extended, and you are reaping a harvest of souls, and I'm, I'm just ever grateful. And we're just believing, God, that, that we can shake the, not only the city of Machala, but some of the surrounding areas as well. During the four-and-a-half-year period that we were there, part of our goal, part of our, our challenge was to plant churches in some of the outer cities. And we are happy to report that we have two new church plants One is a, a, I'm going to call it a sister church because the pastor is not from our church. He's another ordained minister with the Assemblies of God, but he just felt the Lord uh, leading him to start something there in Santa Rosa. We are partnering with him. His name is Miguel Oña. Um, He has a group that's meeting in a storefront, uh, and they are running about 70 people at this point. Uh, Please continue to pray for Miguel Just before we left, we had the opportunity. He called me on the phone. He said, Pastor Douglas, we found a piece of property here in the city. Can you come and look at it? I said, Miguel, I said, I I was just, I mean, just getting ready to leave. But I thought, I got to go see this. I got to go see this. Um, He had been looking at a piece that was about $30,000. It was 800 square meters. It was located up. Uh, it was elevated pretty well. And when you're down on the coast, you've got to concern yourself with that. Because when we get our heavy rains, um, y- I mean, you, it's like the sea down there. It just floods everywhere. But this was a good location. But I was just, well, it's just a lot of money. And he, the church just did not have the money. And we weren't in a position to be able to help him out. But he, he said, I found a, another piece, and it's $11,000. I said, Miguel, let me come look at it. We went over the Saturday before we left, and sure enough, he found a fabulous piece of land right in the center of town. It's got lots on both sides of it for expansion, if they need to do that. And I'm, I'm believing that's going to come. Um, the district had given them 5,000 dollars for a project, so they had 5,000. I had a church down in Florida give me another five, so we've got 10. All I need is another $1,000 and say, boom, Miguel, buy that thing and let's get rolling with that. Um, So if you guys want to help out, may the Lord abundantly bless. That's in Santa Rosa. We do have a daughter church now in the city of Pasaje. And the interesting story is the fellow that's working with us there, his name is Clever Moncada. I don't know if you folks, some of you folks may recall I I used to tell the story when we initiated the campaign there in Machala, that the very first night of the campaign, when we were met under the tent there, we didn't have things finished off real well, two little light bulbs. And one of the men that was the first one to come there, his name was Segundo. I told you he was a big, burly kind of uh, big for an Ecuadorian. They're normally not big people, but this was a big man. And he was, you know, he had this look on his face like he could rip your head off. Segundo was healed by the Lord. He he turned his life over to the Lord. And the Lord used him in a powerful way. His son is clever. And his son, Segundo has since gone on to be with the Lord, by the way. But his son has now become our pastor over in Pasaje. I'll tell you, it's just an amazing thing to see how God works. But Clever is meeting with about 35 to 40 people over there at this point. Once again, they are in desperate need of a piece of property to begin to develop a church on. Uh, They're meeting in a storefront. The interesting part of this is um, I told Clever that we would carry him for two years. We did that. Our church carried him for two years. Actually, we carried him for two and a half years. And I said, Clever, the time has come. And uh, about two months before we left, we cut the umbilical cord, and uh, things are moving along. Um, not as well as, you know, eh, some of us missionaries are hard to please. But not as well as I'd like to see, but it, it is. It's progressing uh, very nicely, and he's, he's excited to be there. And he's, he's growing. One of the first credential holders from our church um, in Centro Cristiano de Machale. He now has his credentials with the Assemblies of God. So we're 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 excited to see what the Lord is doing there, in Jesus' name. So that just gives you a slight overview of the uh, the four years that four and a half years we've been down there. And trust me, we have been uh, we have been busy little beavers. All right. At this point, let me. My I would normally introduce my wife. Um, and she does a fabulous job of sharing about her, some of her ministries. I'm, I'm going to do that. And if we can have some of our slides, I'll let you put them up. Um, we'll start with one, and I'll try to make common as we move along there, fellas. My wife is in charge of, she says only two ministries, but she's got more than two, trust me. She's got to take care of uh, this Pastor Gringo, number one, and that's a, that's a task in itself. She also takes care of all of our financial reports and stuff uh, for AGWM. If I lose my wife, I'll have to come off the field. I'll confess it, folks. I, <laughs> that stuff is just a little complicated. She takes care of that. She's also the field treasure for the missionary body that's there. Um, even when we came home, we tried to give it up, but they wouldn't let her <laughs> they wouldn't let her do it. So she's continuing as the, the treasure for the field. But two of her main ministries in the church is um, one of them is Global University. She has over a hundred students enrolled in and uh, what we call global university. We have an extension school down there, beans that were three hours away from our nearest Bible college. The best way to educate these people is with self studies, and they have. Um, a beginner's course which is 18 books long at the end of those they, they take a test after each book and they can progress through that first level they can advance up into the second level which we have about 35 students involved in the second level right now um, it's a little the second level is a little harder a little more a uh, little a dif- little more difficult okay um, but they can, they can get their studies in and receive credit through Global University uh, for their studies. Our pastor, Clever, has gone through the majority of these studies. Once they complete the second level, then they move into university studies, which are, um, I've seen some of them, they'd be a challenge for this pastor. So, um, but we, they've, they've, our young people are hungry, uh, they're wanting to be educated, so some of them are pressing in, to that here you see some of our students they're they my wife on Sunday morning and on Wednesday nights she is there to give tests okay so she kind of proctors that and oversees that and uh, we are excited about some of the students that that are passing through there you can go ahead brother this is the church you see these are just a few of the students that have completed courses okay or completed books uh, about every two or three months they receive uh, a certificate when they complete their, their studies there. Okay? Um, can, can you go back, brother? If, if you can, just like to point out, um, yeah, skip one more, go back to that one. Go ahead, one more. There. Hold there for a minute. The young man in the back row, um, see, to your right. Is Johnny Hare second in from the uh, from the back row? That's Johnny. He's in charge of the ten to fourteen year olds. The lady in the, the young lady in the yellow blouse is Nancy Cabrera. Nancy is in charge of our uh, fifteen to eighteen year olds. She is a a uh, licensed psychologist, and uh, but she is doing a fabulous job with the fifteen to eighteen year olds. John Renteria. Is John up there? I don't see John. Um, he, there he is in the middle, right behind the pulpit. He's got a big smile on his face with a striped shirt. Okay, about in the, in the second row, not the back. but the, That's John Renteria. John is in charge of our 19 and up, the uh, university-age students, and he is doing a fabulous job. When we first got to the country... John was, was not a, a Christian. He wanted nothing to do with Christianity nor the Lord, but God has gotten a hold of his heart and turned this boy around big time and is using him in a powerful way with our young people. So they are just a few of our students. That's by, by no means uh, the majority of them. That's just a few of them. Okay? Now let's, let's move on. The second area of ministry that my wife is very, very involved in is the, the nursery. Now, some of you would say, well, you know, what, what's so nursery and nursery? And nursery is kind of a new idea for them down there. Um, normally, when, when we first got there, all the kids came into the service. They, you'd have two- and three-year-olds that get bored real fast, and they'd, we, we have, you've got nice stuffed chairs here. Stuffed chairs is that how you say it um, I don't know. <laughs> We got these little plastic um, plastic chairs they 're not bolted down and cement floor. those kids they 'd play trucks and they 'd just <laughs> run those things all over the place and it, it, it was It was rather chaotic. trust me. Um, my wife was called out of the service one day, and as she was going out, she noticed on. on the outside of the church, there had to be at least 20 mothers or daughters or relatives with little children, little kids out there, little babies, because um, they were disrupting the service and things. Yeah, we've got to get something going here for these, these babies. So we took an area that had some tin over it with bamboo walls and a dirt floor. We said, look, we've got to redo nurseries. And uh, we, we asked some of our churches to help. And uh, I'm not sure if, if you guys helped out with our nurseries or not. I'm, my memory is not serving me well, Joe. But uh, we had a couple of our churches help out. They sent offerings down. We put concrete floors in, dropped ceiling, painted walls, finished everything off. And uh, we've got first-rate nurseries now. Uh, even got hot water, which to those people down there... Um, What do you want hot water for, pastor? Well, to bathe those babies. (laughs) Some of them come in a little nasty, but they go out smelling pretty sweet. All right. Um, So that's that's a a ministry of my wife. This man here, uh, one of our new converts, his name is Jose. Um, Jose is about 64 years of age. And once he gave his heart to the Lord, he said, Pastor, what, what can we do? Um, I said, well, uh, what, whatever, you want. we've got a number of ministries, you want to get involved in the nursery. He said, oh, I'd love to get involved in the nursery. So I said, well, go see my wife. She enrolled him, took him through the training. And uh, she said, now, wh- who would you like to work with? Would you like to work with the little babies, zero to one and a half years of age, or with our two and three-year-olds? And he said, oh, I want to work with the babies which, okay, you want to work with a baby. Let me tell you what, this man has a gift of God. He has a gift of, he can take some of these little babies who are screaming at the top of their lungs, and he can calm them down in a heartbeat. The mothers can't even do it. The mothers are giving, here, take you. (laughs) Okay. Um, He came to me just the other day. He said, Pastor, we really love the ministry so much. He said, can we be in there every Sunday? I said, Jose, no. I said, not every Sunday, we'll give you once a month. I said, but uh, she has a team of about 40 40 or 50 people that rotate uh, so they can get into the services. Um, But this is is just, it's kind of a new concept. Every Sunday, we're having new people come in. And I think we may have, when I go back, uh, according to what my treasurer is saying, we're going to have to go to two services simply because we have too many babies. We can only um, house 16 in each nursery. Um, we have one for the one-to-one-and-a-half-year-olds one and a half year olds, or zero-to-one-and-a-half-year-olds and, and two-to-three-year-olds. Um, we get 16 in each one of them, and we're full, and we're, we're packing them out at this point. So we're just going to have to go to two services and uh, make, make some room for some of the new ones that are coming in. Um, here you see some, of the, some more of the kids. Um, go ahead, brother, you can... I'm not sure who this little girl, my wife knows them all by name. Um, the, the man in the back there, uh, his name is Jose also, and I'm not sure... Go ahead to the next one. Okay, there's some. Go ahead to the next one. Was there one of a little baby... A little boy, this one, right there. Let me stop there for a minute. Let me tell you this story. This little boy, his name is Sebastian. You saw his father who was sitting in the back of the nursery there. When this family came to the Lord, they brought this little boy into the nursery. And he was one year old, and he weighed 12 pounds. One year old. And my wife said, honey, he said, there is something wrong with this young boy. And he was not growing, he was spitting up all the time, he, was, he just was not comfortable. My wife and I took Sebastian on as a project. We were running them to doctors, we were running them, we, we finally we, we couldn't get any help in Machala, we finally took him to uh, Guayaquil, couldn't get any help in Guayaquil, finally sent them to a children's hospital in the capital of Quito. And they diagnosed this little boy with cystic fibrosis. Uh, yeah, you know that some of you know the, the sentence upon that. Well, this family could not afford uh, the medicine for that. Uh, we helped them out as much as we could. And of course, we prayed. We would constantly pray for this boy. Um, I'm happy to tell you that the Lord Jesus healed him. Uh, he, he is now, I don't know how much he weighs now. Um, I don't keep track of these, these little details. My wife could probably tell you that. But he is, he is healed by the Lord. Um, we had a series, about a six-week period in the church there where it seemed like we had a miracle every month. And I'm going to share a little bit about some of the other miracles that, that we saw transpire there. Um, but Sebastian is one of them. Um, because, because they had to send the tests for that to the United States to confirm what it was. They confirmed it, and then... Went to reconfirm it, just to double check, and there, there was nothing. There was nothing. God sent, the Lord healed him, and he's got a clean bill of health. So we thank the Lord for that. Let, let's go on there, brother. I think, um, once again, there's some, of, some more of the kids in the nursery. These are two, or, two and three-year-olds. And they just, you know, it's, it's a good thing. I don't know, some of you have probably experienced when you take your kids into the nursery and drop them off, they're screaming, and yeah, I don't want to stay here. Well, it's just the opposite here. They drop the kids off. Now, some of them cry a little bit until they get accustomed to it. But what's happening is when after the service is over and we go to give them back, they don't want to leave. <laughs> it's a good problem to have. Or what they're doing, is, particularly with the two and three year olds, they are just at their mothers and fathers, will you please take us to church? We want to go to the nursery. We want, okay. Uh, as you can see, my wife's got some nice toys in there and stuff. That's all, the majority of that stuff we have brought in from the United States because it's extremely uh, pricey. Every time we make a trip here and go back, I've got a suitcase uh, the size of a mountain that I'm hauling through with toys and with all kinds of stuff, so... Um, it's, it's just a marvel to see. Church, let me, let me just say this. We, we were having trouble. We were around the, the 200, 250 mark. When we opened the church nursery, in two months' time, we had broken 300, and it, it's still climbing. So this is a definite ministry, and uh, my wife has, has trained numerous people to, to stay in charge of that. Okay? I think... That may be, I'm not sure if there's any others there, brother. Okay, you can, you can shut that up. I apologize. My son Josh and I are working on a video to show a little bit more of, of the church work there, but we're, everything's so fresh yet, we're still, we're still trying to catch our breath. All right? Um, pastor said I had to... One really? <laughs> okay. Finish once. Okay. Okay. All right, I, I, I do want to challenge your hearts a little bit this morning uh, from the, the Word of the Lord and just share a few more things with you. When we think of the Fourth of July, I, I, I'm, my heart is, is overflowing with the joy and the liberties and the freedoms that we enjoy as a nation. But you've got to realize that that comes with great sacrifice. Great sacrifice. Many, many men, and some of you may have sons and daughters who have given their lives, grandsons, granddaughters who have given their lives um, for this nation of ours. And for that I salute you. But some men and women have paid a tremendous price, sacrificed, For us to enjoy the liberty of just gathering here and worshiping this morning. Jesus paid a huge price to liberate us from sin, from death, and from the grave. And I I just hope we realize... That sacrifice, and continue to thank the Lord. Uh, Brother Wiley couldn't have said it any better. We we just we just can't thank him enough for the blessings that we enjoy as a nation. Please pray for Ecuador. Um, our president is Presidente Correa, is his name. Uh, is very much a leftist. is leaning very much. Uh, towards the communistic, socialistic um, ways of doing things, and, and we are, as, as missionaries, it's starting to affect us. It's starting to affect us. I don't know how much longer the doors will be open there, um, but please pray that things will go well. we got one good thing going for us. The governor of our province, the province of El Oro, is attending our church. His name is Edgar Cordova. Uh, about a year and a half ago, I baptized his wife, which is a, uh, a great victory. This is an upper-class family um, who, by the way, their, their little daughter, Maria Fernanda, is part of the Salacuna, and uh, Susie has been telling me that she has been asking for the pastora every Sunday. ¿Dónde está la pastora? Where is the pastor's wife at? Well, these kids just don't understand that. But she has bonded very, very well. Edgar is one of 22 governors. There's 22 provinces in the nation of Ecuador. Each province has a governor. And they have direct contact with the president of the country. And we are just believing God that Edgar is going to be a... um, He's just going to be a man of the Lord, and he, he is a he is a man of God. We're just going to believe the Lord that God's going to use him to touch the president, to touch the rest of those uh, governors in the land, and uh, who who knows? I may even have a chance to meet Presidente himself. So pray for us that that the Lord will begin to do some great things down there uh, through uh, through these connections. But there. Everything is done through connections there. It's all through who you know. Hallelujah. But I'm glad that we know Jesus. I'm glad that we know the Lord. I'm glad that there's one whom we can go to that understands our difficulties, that understands our problems. Church, the war is not over. We are still in conflict. The conflict of the ages... Is not the United States conquering Afghanistan or conquering um, the Taliban. That's not the conflict. The conflict of the age is our wrestle against sin, is our wrestle against the prince and the power of the air. And we are in conflict. And there is still great sacrifices that are needed to be made. I think of Psalm chapter number two, verse eight, when the Lord wrote, ask of me, and I will give you the nations for your inheritance and the uttermost parts of the earth for your possession. And I thought to myself, why would the Lord write that? He owns everything. He owns it all. Everything belongs to him. But in, in, in going back to the book of Genesis and realizing that when Adam made a choice for the entire race. Death entered in. And death spread to all men because all sinned. And we have to realize that in that choice that Adam made for all of us. That choice he literally sold our heritage the enemy of our soul and I believe that that's why in the book of Job we see when the sons of God came before the Lord that the scripture says that Satan also presented himself roaming about the earth the conflict continues and we need men and women who are willing to step into that conflict we need men and women who are willing to say here am I Lord use me, send me Let me be a part of what you are doing in these last days.